0: This is Biz Radio host, Joanna Patrice Haggerty. I am the founder of JPH Creative Biz and soon to launch Art Hero, a workforce development organization. My mission is to support and galvanize artists and creative entrepreneurs because art heals and connects. I believe that by activating creativity, we synthesize change. Come connect with me on Instagram at JPHCreativeBiz. This is the Joanna Patrice Haggerty Show, where I invite the most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners to share their experiences, processes, practical tips, and inspirations. Today with me is Veronica Edwards. Veronica is a certified public accountant, and she has more than 15 years of experience in accounting and bookkeeping. She earned her Master's of Accounting degree from Georgia Southern University, and holds a Bachelor of Science in Accounting degree from the University of North Carolina, Charlotte. Before opening her company, Mahogany Bookkeeping, with her partner, she earned her certification as a Chartered Global Management Accountant and a QuickBooks Online Pro Advisor. Veronica is a member of the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and North Carolina Association of Certified Public Accountants. In her spare time, she spends time with her family and enjoys reading, traveling, and event planning and brought Veronica on to talk about her life as a professional supporter of the small business sector. But first, Veronica, thank you for being here.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm always so humbled hearing introductions like that. I'm like, thank you.
0: It's part of why I love to read them, because it really gives me a better understanding of these individuals that I know and work with. And it just gives the audience a better understanding of who you are, too. And To be honest, we are just stealing this 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock hour today on Biz Radio, aren't we? (laughs) Yes, yes. Girl power for an hour. I love it. I'm so happy to have you. And what I'm excited to unpack, I love that the first part of this show, you know, again, on your show, it was me talking about myself. I want to flip the script and I want to talk about you. And so what I love to do is go back into the beginning. What was your life like? How did you get into being an entrepreneur and where you are today?
1: Absolutely. And yes, thank you so much for allowing me to be on your show. Um, I've listened to quite a few of your shows, so I feel like I'm I'm in the cool corner because I'm just a little nerdy CPA. But girl, you, you the are cool- <laughs> the cool corner, thank you. You have cool creatives. But yeah, <laughs> so I made my way to Western North Carolina into Asheville about five years ago. And I actually was working for a company out in Canton, North Carolina and I, you know i was already thinking about being an entrepreneur but you know my son was 1 years old i was used to you know the benefits the weekly check yeah. but still thinking as i was hopping different companies well maybe this company would be different Not realizing that I was the common denominator in all those (laughs) jobs. So, but it took a little while. And so, once I had the job on paper that was the most money I ever made, the most responsibility, the highest bonus, I was miserable. You know, Mm -hmm. I was working so many hours. They treated people the worst of all the companies that I worked in. I've worked in some companies where people broke tables, and you know, Mm. the whole if there was a Me Too movement back when I was working, most of my bosses will be gone. But (laughs) the (laughs) the world would be destroyed, huh? (laughs) It would melt down. I was like, oh my goodness. So you know, just a lot of experiences, and then one of the the biggest um, things that just made me just say, you know what, enough's enough, was that my sister committed suicide. Um, four years ago. So it was a year after moving to Asheville, being miserable at this job, feeling nervous. I already had a business account set up, but I just was like, again, like, how am I going to do this? And I just told myself, like, I'm not going to spend another day second guessing if I can. Even if I fail, I'd rather just do it and be happy than to keep working a job because just to prove a point because I was like, well, I always leave a company after two or three years. I've only been with this company one year and I felt that I had to prove something. And everyone was like, we don't care. You know, like that whole, you know, growing up and you want to, you know, make your parents happy and you're competitive and you want to do all these things. And I reached all these goals, but I still wasn't happy. And isn't that one of the biggest lessons I feel like
0: of life, you know, (laughs) sorry to hear about your sister, but there is such tragic beauty and those opportunities Mm -hmm. like said, to see where you were and one of the biggest parts that I heard in that conversation too was that entrepreneurialism for a lot of us has actually become almost a necessity right that happiness is more important than a paycheck that you know my ability to contribute to the world matters more than someone being able to belittle me and that Mm-hmm. is so empowering, and I'm so thankful we have more people like you who are willing to stand up, especially, again, in in some of these worlds, right, accounting, and some of these things that are just so traditional, like, we have an accountant in-house, we would never yeah. hire an outside yeah. person, right? What has that been like since you started in working for yourself? How have you found people receiving you as an independent contractor?
1: Well, surprisingly, they received me a lot better than I thought they would, you know, to me, uh, um, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking of a big joke. They're like, uh, you're a CPA, you have all these certifications, you have over a decade of experience, and you're likable. I was like, oh. You know, like, but when you get, <laughs> when you're a corporate America, like, literally people would say to me sometimes, like, you're just too happy. And I'm like, mm. okay. Um, you know, or you're not what I would expect from an accountant. Why? Because I'm a young Black girl. You know, like, what, what is that supposed to mean? So there were so yeah. many just negative, toxic things that was thrown at me for so many years that I didn't even realize it until I stepped away from it. And when so many people were kind and encouraging and pulling me through this journey, because again, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have a mentor. Yeah. Um, my, my business partner with Mahogany Bookkeeping, you know, she had her own business. She had no accounting experience, got laid off from a job, was a personal assistant, learned QuickBooks, her book of business is like over 20, 25 clients making amazing, you know, income. Mm-hmm. And this came, like you said, out of necessity and we figure it out. So I just encourage people all the time. I like sharing my story to tell them I don't. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, I might have had experience in the corporate world, but it was very intimidating to come into a space where. Maybe 90% of the time I might have to say, hey, I might have to get back to you. I don't know Mm -hmm. that answer, but let me get back to you. And not one time did someone say, okay, I don't want you to be my accountant anymore, Veronica, because you couldn't give me a response. But in the corporate world, I was used to, I'm in a board meeting, I'm getting email, I need to answer this question immediately, or I was immediately deemed incompetent.
0: Ooh, you just hit on such a point that I really love about the entrepreneurialism world right now. And it even touches a little on the conversation we were having in your show about the fact that working together, collaboratively solving Mm -hmm. a problem is really the answer. Veronica doesn't have to be the expert on every single thing to do with accounting and numbers. Joanna doesn't have to be the expert on every single thing to do with business planning. We have to be willing to know our strengths willing to find the answers collectively and that is a huge difference between
1: corporate world and the entrepreneurialism sector we're in at least right (laughs) absolutely and I and that's where I just tell folks all the time and we talked about it you know Masha you don't have to know everything I mean you made a great point like know your personality trait know what your weaknesses are and we're not saying like you need to know your life purpose in order (laughs) to be an entrepreneur
0: No, trust me, I had no idea why I was going to be an entrepreneur at first, and now I know what that long-term vision is of working towards the Artist Retreat Center, right? But I didn't have that in my mind when I started,
1: you know? Exactly, but I think we all know, basic things about ourselves. Like I work better in the morning than Mm -hmm. the afternoon. I don't want to work on Fridays. These are the type of people I like to work with. Mm -hmm. These are the types of people I don't want to work with this, you know, and then you figure the rest out. You figure out what your rates are going to be. You network and you meet people that can help you with your marketing, like yourself or (laughs) people that can help with photography, our friend Julietta Fumber. like you figure that out. But if you never do anything, you'll never know what you can be.
0: Yeah, I love that. So I am really curious, why numbers? Why accounting? How did that entice you and interest (laughs) you? Because I would say that you are not the traditional person, not because of the color of your skin, but really it's the personality. You are effervescent in this way that, trust me, I've worked with CPAs and accountants off and on for years. I haven't ever met someone like you. So you really do sit in a unique niche, and I'd love to hear how you got into this world Ooh, that gave me
1: chills. Thank you. <laughs> <Get> it, <laughs> but, girl. but no, it's funny because how you stated you before that you always knew that you would do radio. I never thought that, but growing up, my aunt would always say, Veronica, you're going to be, you know, a radio personality or a TV host <laughs> because I was just a busybody. You know, I'm always asking people questions or talking to people. So I was very talkative, but... I knew that in my mind, I just thought like, I can't have a career just because I am I like to talk, you know, like, or I'm <laughs> funny or, but I always was good in math. You know, if I wasn't an accountant, I probably would have been an engineer. Mm. So I loved numbers and I also like science, but I liked, I always excelled in numbers at a young age. I just, and I liked puzzles. I liked figuring stuff out. So I've just been very blessed that I still have a bit of a personality, but I am- <laughs> A bit of a personality. <laughs> a, a little bit of a little bit of a <laughs> colorful personality that gets me in trouble half the time. But I do like um, numbers. I just like figuring out. I like things being balanced. I like things that are black and white. Like in accounting, there's just some things you just can't do, or there's yeah. some rules that it is the way to. So I just like being able to check things off and knowing that it's right. I and love- then I love that I can work with people. So I love that piece of the accounting. So yeah, it's just, it was a, Interesting mashup, but it works for me. Did you find in school,
0: I mean, you talk a lot about being a woman and a double minority. Did you find in school that that you were almost, you know, pushed away from math or numbers or engineering, again, like women in this world is is a little more of a unique thing. So I'm just curious what your schooling was. Because I mean, I always thought I was bad at math. And I'm not actually bad at math. I'm just not great, because I haven't put a whole lot of time and energy and nobody really right. made it fun for me to learn it. So I'm just curious what that growing up experience was like, because I think a lot of times math and engineering gets pushed away and shy away from Mm -hmm. people like us
1: as well so well it always started in at home for me like my mom and dad were really big at teaching us at home so I remember sitting at the kitchen table and on the wall would be a times table you know Mm. it would just be one through 12 and I would just see it all the time or like my dad would want to teach himself Spanish so he would put little postcards by the door and it would be what it was. So my dad was always like a self-taught person. And then my mom always was a paraprofessional in the school. Like she was like always an assistant teacher when she did work. So naturally I just had kind of like homeschool teachers, even though I went to public school and I'm glad that I did because they always encouraged me and they always made me feel like I was like Beyonce. And then I went to, co- <laughs> and then I went to college and I was like, oh my gosh, I, <laughs> I can would- do this. <laughs> right. But also, like, whoa, well, I'm really not as fly as I thought I was because <laughs> my oh. parents had me in this bubble. So again, I encourage people, you know, if you have children or if you have nieces, nephews, godchildren. Pump them up, encourage them because the world can be mean because I, right. I really got more of the hate from the professors or um, different professionals I was working with. But by then I was almost, you know, 21 years old, You're you know, afraid, so I right. yeah. exactly I had that foundation from home. So I don't, I hope parents and those that influence children and young people realize how special of a role mm. that they have, because if it wasn't for my parents ingraining in me everything now, like they never said, well, Veronica, just sit down. You're doing too much. You know, like, or <laughs> <laughs> they're like, go get it, girl. And that yeah, Exactly. Such, they such always a valuable tool to realize that in yes.
0: your home environment, that is where you have so much power to enact right. change. And I, I really like the concept of letting people be curious, you know, and, and mm-hmm. letting children explore what they're interested in, because you were able to find a profession that otherwise some people might not have even <clears throat> accepted you in. And so I just love that you were able to get that. So you asked me in the last show, I want to ask you, how did you hook up with Matt and Biz Radio? And let's gush about him some more because he's amazing.
1: We love Matt. (laughs) Um, So I hope Michelle doesn't beat us up because we're always like, we love you, Matt. We love you. I think she loves having us all around. (laughs) Yes. So, um, but I met Matt basically on a speed date. (laughs) excuse me (laughs) right through the let me correct it through um the chamber of commerce you know they have a mega networking event at the time it was twice a year and i had just put i just put in my two weeks notice and um for my job january of 2018 which they did not take they were like no you can go i'm like that's fine thank you (laughs) bye (laughs) bye -bye." and so march they had a mega networking uh, event and again i didn't know anything about the event it took me just talking to friends like, Hey, you know, I just started this business. I haven't been doing anything. And someone suggested, look into your chamber of commerce, look to see what events that they have going on. So it was for non-members. I think it was still less than like 75 bucks to sign up and you're at 10, 15 different tables. Each table has eight different business people and everyone had to do their, you know, 60 second elevator pitch, which I didn't have. You had your <laughs> business cards, which I had to create some cheesy ones, you know, like last minute. Cause I yeah, like, put it out, get it done. I know that feeling. Yeah. And so, but it motivated me because I was like, okay, now I know what other people are doing, you know? And, and one of the first people I met was Matt and he was like, I just started you know, this radio station and I would love to have you. Well, first, I think I've reached out to him afterwards and then we had, you know, coffee tea, which you do after a networking event when you exchange information. And then he said, well, we got to get you on the show. And then after I was on the show about a half a dozen times, he said, okay, why don't we do like, you have your own little series for six weeks and we'll see how it goes. So that was back in 2018 into 2019. And then he offered me a show back then, but that's back when Matt had the station in Swannanoa. Mm-hmm. So it was just really challenging for me at the time. Yeah. My son was still young, CJ six now, but he was like three and, you know, it wasn't like this was gonna be something that I was getting additional income from. So I right. kind of had to, in the beginning stages of my business, I had to prioritize like as much as I want to do this and I love it, it's just a little bit too much of a sacrifice right now. So then fast forward to COVID and Matt moved everything online about a year ago, he reached out to me again. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Matt, because he didn't forget about me. And then I started my show in April of this year. So I'm just excited that he didn't forget about me and I'm I'm sure I get five or six downloads a week. So I'm like, Matt, just keep, keep hanging on with me, please.
0: (laughs) <laughs> well, we are just starting out in our thought leadership careers. And honestly, again, having Matt and having the station, having you and having some of these other, you know, young entrepreneurs on the station just really gives me at least community, right? And as this yes. solopreneur working at home, working for myself pretty much, like I don't always get that. So I'm so thankful to have you as a part of the larger community. And we need, again, those fun, creative personalities that say you can do numbers, you can do business, you can get into QuickBooks, you know, like Mm -hmm. these are the things that we need you for that. So maybe as we're kind of wrapping up, um, I love what you do on your show. Maybe we can flip the script and you can offer some tips for our listeners. And what I would say is I typically do have more the creative population, more kind of those solopreneurs, more those people who don't always see themselves as entrepreneurs. So what are some accounting and numbers tips we have for them
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, you know, I would definitely, I come from, from more of i am I'm gonna speak specifically on like accounting and business. Yeah, and I it. loved that <laughs> your mind went straight to like personality. And I love that because that's that's super <laughs> important too. Um, but when it comes to business, like my number one rule I always tell people is set up a business account and have it separate from your personal account,
0: mm-hmm. you know?
1: And so that's just like basic business 101 that I tell people is to separate that because one, it's best practice. Two, you don't want to muddy up your financials with personal. You just can't do that. And the IRS doesn't see this as a business if it's commingled with your personal. It's just a hobby. Mm -hmm. So you want to show that, hey, I have this completely different EIN, tax ID, Mm -hmm. or doing business as if you're a sole proprietor. This needs to be separate from my personal because my personal is its own identity. So I just tell people, look at it as it's... it's its own person, you know, it has its own social security number. (laughs) So you want to keep it, you want to keep it separate. And um, also I encourage people that they need to be looking at their financials monthly. You know, I hear a lot of people that they don't know anything about what they made, even at this point in the year. Mm
0: -hmm. We have
1: mutual clients where they've worked with the both of us and they're kind of like, I think I've classified everything. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if I have everything right. and. I don't think people understand a true reconciliation means that you're looking at two different source documents. You know, you have some type of bank or credit card statement and you're comparing it to whatever financial management system you're using, which 80% of the market is using QuickBooks. So all my clients use QuickBooks. So I encourage people that you need to look at your books monthly. Don't let any bookkeeper, anyone tell you, Oh, it's fine quarterly. It's if you are thinking about even your Personal expenses. You're not looking at your checkings account two or three times a year. Right, right. You, you need to be looking at this at the minimum monthly because you want yeah. to make sure one, no one's fraudulently taking anything out of your account. You want to make sure that you know how much cash that you have. Is that the cats in the background, Joanna?
0: That is totally my <laughs> cats in the background. Forgive me. They are excited to be a part of this
1: combo. We love the cats. We're not hating on the cat community. <laughs> But yeah, so you just definitely want to make sure that you're just staying on top of your books. And then, you know, of course, make sure that you have a good bookkeeper or CPA or tax accountant, someone that's reviewing your books. If you decide that you're going to do your own bookkeeping, because you don't have to, you know, hire a bookkeeper in the beginning of your business um, QuickBooks is very user friendly. I teach a QuickBooks class at Mountain Bizworks. There's yes, a lot of people. Does. Yeah, so th- there's ways now that you can do some of it, but if you're completely like, you know, numbers isn't my thing, I feel like it's one of the best investments that you can make is to hire uh, or contract out a bookkeeper.
0: And if you think about it, too, I mean, you you help me with my books, and you're helping me get my stuff set up, too, because mm-hmm. that's not my area of strength, and I just want to do it right. And part of me, too, is I've got the LLC, and I've got the DBA, and I've got all of these other things. So right. in that process, I have realized that it's important for us to figure out mm-hmm. – Veronica, I totally
1: lost what I was going to say <laughs> – I don't it's even, a, I got a thing, but I got it sounded, it, it sounded so deep. No, we were just talking about strengths and weaknesses and with me helping you, oh, you yes, like, I realized that I need help and that yes. you can do some of your books. You want yes. to know your numbers, but you don't necessarily have to be entering, doing everything, reviewing it, every, you know, you just... And if you're know. someone
0: who only has seven, eight, you know, nine, ten transactions a month, right? Exactly. I only have a couple of clients that pay me a month or or right. I only get one payment every month. It's not difficult. When you say sit down with your books, that can be 10, 15 minutes sometimes. It's just doing exactly. it and looking at it. Because I've had a client be able to quit her full-time job just
1: by looking at her numbers recently. Just by <laughs> saying, oh, my gosh, I'm making
0: enough money. We're doing yes. great. Bye.
1: <laughs> yes. But so. so many people don't realize it just looking at their bank statement. Yep. So definitely yeah. – um, work with a bookkeeper to get those financials. Well, those are such good tips. I'm
0: sorry. I lost it at the very end, but you we never think-
1: lose it, Joanna. That was so <laughs> organic. I love
0: it. I'm into it. And so I hate that we have to wrap up today, but can you let my listeners know how they can find you, how they can work with you, how they can support you in your business?
1: Absolutely. So you can check me out on my website, balancevirtually.com. You mentioned earlier Mahogany Bookkeeping, which is another business venture of mine that I did this year, but we're actually going to dissolve that at the end of this year. Oh my um, gosh,
0: I'm so sorry I didn't see
1: the record. No, Joanne, I haven't marketed it yet, so that's on me. Okay, good. I feel better then. No, no, no. (laughs) We're going to dissolve by the end of the year. But definitely the main contact is balancevirtually.com. And you can um, also email me at veronica.edwards at balancevirtually.com. I'm also on Facebook. Or you can give me a call, 828-585-7332
0: love it well and we did mention on the last show but you and i are in the plans of figuring out a more specialized show that's probably a little more about the localized business economy so everybody stay tuned i can't wait to see what that's going to lead into
1: absolutely thank you so much again for having me on the show and i'm looking forward to 2022 thank you
0: so much and as always this is the joanna patrice haggerty show where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs artists, and creative business owners. Thank you so much for tuning in, and please connect by visiting bizradioashville.com or on Instagram at jphcreativebiz. I would love to hear your show suggestions or any questions you may have. And as always, stay creative. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.